Blessed are the nice? And so Screwtape reveals the enemy's ploy. First make humans flabby with small passions and desires. Then offer a sop to those diminished passions so that their experience is one of contentment. They know nothing of great joy or great sorrow. They are merely nice. One young woman wrote to me, My parents always told me to be a nice little girl. I simply assumed that being nice meant not getting upset or being angry with anyone. I was nice because I wanted to be liked, and I figured that people would like someone who was always nice. My senior year of high school, I was voted nicest senior for the senior awards, and it was true. I was nice, and I was proud of it. I thought there was no higher virtue than niceness. Christianity has come to the point where we believe that there is no higher aspiration for the human soul than to be nice. We are producing a generation of men and women whose greatest virtue is that they don't offend anyone. Then we wonder why there is not more passion for Christ. How can we hunger and thirst after righteousness if we have ceased hungering and thirsting altogether? As C.S. Lewis stated, we castrate the gelding and bid him be fruitful. The greatest enemy of holiness is not passion. It is apathy. Look at Jesus. He was no milksop. His life was charged with passion. After he drove the crooks from the temple, his disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. John two seventeen. This isn't quite the pictures we have in Sunday school. Jesus with a lamb and a child or two, looking for all the world like Mr. Rogers with a beard, the world's nicest guy. He was something far more powerful. He was holy. Holy. 